Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. Another commitment for the LSU Tigers as the Tigers nab three-star offensive lineman Ori Williams. Bryce coming alongside Glenn West. Glenn, it was a big weekend with the Bayou Splash. This is kind of the big first domino to fall. We're going to talk about what potential other dominoes could fall. But Ori Williams coming into the weekend, it felt like that he was a lean towards the Tigers, and obviously he makes it official here on Sunday. A big pickup and one that I think LSU was still looking for some pieces in the trenches, and they get one, and a guy that doesn't lack in size, 6'6", 320, going to be joining that offensive line. What are your thoughts on this kind of quick reaction uh, off this commitment? Yeah, I mean, a big-time land. Um, obviously, a guy who maybe hasn't popped yet the way that I think a lot of people maybe expect him to this coming season. Um, sounds like he's a guy that has really kind of um, taken on a little bit more uh, just uh, in terms of uh, just, just guys really t- taking interest in him and, and people really kind of starting to pay attention to his game a little bit. Sounds like he's uh, in store for a really big season, and I think LSU is one of those teams that has kind of noticed him from afar from for a very long time. Um, I think it's a, a huge addition, obviously, for uh, this offensive line, joining uh, Ethan Callaway and Kyrie Lee, who's kind of more of an interior lineman. I think uh, they, they kind of peg Ori as kind of an offensive tackle type uh, build right now, six foot six, six five, three twenty. 320. Um, yeah, really, really solid pickup. Gets you to 21 now – or, sorry, 20 commits. No, 21, I believe. I think it's 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, I'm going back and forth here. But uh, <laughs> 21 commits now um, – and potentially some more stuff on the way. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but uh, just a really big, uh, big time addition. Um, I think, you know, this is kind of continuing a little bit of really the last week or so, kind of sh- shutting down the summer. LSU's done a really nice job out there getting one of the best cornerbacks in the country and Kai Bates last week. Uh, Tylen Singleton, uh, one of the top, top prospects in, in all of Louisiana, um, signing on this last week as well. And uh, now to kind of close the week off and really start kind of this Bayou Splash uh, kind of post-event uh, you know, kind of run here, I think, which is going to be really uh, interesting to watch, interesting to follow. And, um, you know, Ori Williams is obviously a really big key in all this and getting him back on campus for the second time in a little over a month, uh, I think it kind of pointed to this way uh, when, he, we, when he announced he was going to the Bayou Splash and, uh, certainly didn't take much time, I think, to make his decision. I think his his mind was pretty much set and uh, getting that extra time with Brad Davis, the coaching staff, a lot of the commits uh, this weekend certainly, I think, kind of tipped it over the edge. Yeah, and you mentioned, too, getting him back on campus. Obviously had the chance to camp with LSU and, and not only get in front of Brad Davis, but kind of showcase that raw ability. Now, look, we know it was in shorts and a T-shirt, uh, you know, with a helmet on. But obviously Davis saw something he liked, something that he can mold. And look, Glenn, you know, you got to have size, especially on that edge. When you talk about a six foot six, 320, uh, you know, that's a guy that you can mold to do a lot of different things on the uh, exterior of your offensive line. Uh, he also competes in shot put. And I don't know, Glenn, if you, I don't know if you, you competed in shot put, but he put a, uh, a 9.25, uh, 40, 40.925 on the shot put as a junior. Uh, that was well over anything that I could have mustered. So that's pretty good. Also, he was a Texas District 6A first team selection as a junior. Uh, you know, has been a guy that when you look throughout his high school career, uh, you know, freshman, sophomore year, had to play a sophomore year, uh, not on the varsity team because of transfer rules. But this is a guy who's continued to grow, and I think that's kind of the progression they want to see. You know, what can he look like maybe year one or year two in that program? Uh, but, Glenn, when we look at this class as a whole, I mean, it's obviously starting to take shape. There's a lot of movement on kind of a lot of different fronts you mentioned. Uh, when that dead period goes back into effect in August 
first, this was a very big weekend to kind of not only uh, secure guys you thought you might have, make up ground on guys that you felt like you needed to get back in the race. And Sonny and I talked about that. A guy they came, they did that with was a guy like Ty Bates. They were able to come from behind and kind of win that. When you look across this class, where else do you feel like they need to feel? I know we talked about Joe Cryer, a guy that made his way to uh, Baton Rouge and then obviously turned and, and went to Ole Miss where he is committed to the Rebels. Uh, that's another one that we've kind of talked about, you know, could potentially hear some news uh, before that dead period is over or starts. Uh, but where do you feel like this class sits uh, with the addition of this young man in Ori Williams and uh, maybe specifically on that offensive line in the trenches? Yeah, I mean, look, I think they've been very deliberate in the positions that they've really attacked uh, in this 2024 class, you've seen a lot of secondary guys, uh, cornerback safeties, uh, linebacker has been a big emphasis here in the first, you know, 19, 20 commits of this class. And, you know, or offensive line, I think you can now put in that category as well with three guys now on board. Um, you know, you got Callaway earlier this summer as well. So, um, you know, it, Brad Davis is putting in work. You know, I think the biggest thing here uh, for the offensive line is they just they really over overall their depth uh, with a lot of freshman talent in this last class. And I think they want to continue adding more freshman pieces they, in, into this offensive line. They don't want to have to go the, the transfer route like they've had to at other positions like cornerback and safety and, uh, and linebacker and things like that. And so they, they, they want, you know, that, that the ultimate goal for Brian Kelly is to, to get these positions to where they're building internally uh, and not having to rely as much on the transfer portal. Uh, I think that's what you're seeing here with, with the offensive line uh, and some of the, uh, the moves that they've made. Um, you know, I, I would, I, I would certainly throw Cryer into the mix here. I think Ellis mm-hmm. is going to have a shot uh, with him and uh, we'll certainly learn a little bit more about that as the days uh, and potentially weeks go, uh, go by. But um, you know, I think LSU, if they kind of sit tight with three or four guys, uh, on that offensive line, I think Brad Davis is going to be a happy camper. And, you know, I think LSU, the biggest thing right now is, you know, you, you've handled a big chunk of this class already, right? And so mm-hmm. you're kind of now going into the finite pieces. You're trying to get the the last four, five, six guys that you think can really turn this class over and, and make it a, a bona fide top ten group. Um, and and it's, it's also about holding on to the players you've had committed for a really long time. And so – um, you know, that, that's going to be a huge emphasis here heading into the fall. Um, I know they're going to, you know, it's going to be the same deal where they're going to have a bunch of, you know, players and families in for, for football games this fall and uh, making sure that they're checking in on all those guys is going to be really important. Um, but they've, they've done a really nice job, I think, to this point with this class. And now it's just about filling out the edges with uh, some of those bigger prospects that you're uh, really been committing, um, you know, a year plus to in terms of time and effort and recruiting. So, uh, I'll be interested to see how it how it how it all plays out for LSU. But everything that I've heard from the Bayou Splash has been that they they did a really nice job with with a lot of these players and just making it a more difficult decision at at worst uh, for mm-hmm. them to to kind of say no to LSU. So we'll see uh, kind of how everything plays out here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
obviously you mentioned, uh, I don't know if you meant to, Glenn, but you kind of hinted at it. Uh, so working on the edges, and one of those guys is a big target in Colin Simmons. Obviously him paired with Caden Durham would be a fantastic duo to bring down from Duncanville. Uh, Durham just released his top three, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, LSU. Uh, moved up his commitment date, too, uh, and kind of, you know, as Simmons is doing that as well, Kind of your thoughts on where these guys sit. What you know, obviously those were kind of the, the big prizes of this weekend that a lot of kids talked about. You know, we got to see him, we got to talk to him. I know you talked with Colin Hurley, kind of about his pitch to these guys to join him in that 2024 class. In your opinion, where do you think LSU kind of sits? We know at least in the top three there with Durham, but you know, what's your gut feeling on where the Tigers sit, kind of heading into fall camp, and when we see kind of that in-season recruiting tar- start to take over. Yeah, I mean, gut feeling is I think LSU's in as good a spot as any for a lot of these guys. I mean, um, Durham certainly here in the top three. I didn't see if they if he had actually posted an update on when he's committing. I, I know right now it's going to be August 25th, I think, and um, you know we'll we'll certainly get some more clarity on if it's going to be sooner. I think if he pushes that back, maybe things start to get a little tricky for LSU just in terms of um, you know the the momentum that they've had off of this visit, but. Um, you know, I, I think that they're in a good spot with him. They're in a great spot with Colin Simmons. Um, you know, just talking with some people and, and talking with players and texting with players back and forth. Um, they seem really confident in, in their recruitment of some of these guys this weekend. And they feel like they made a great pitch uh, to a lot of the players who weren't committed. Um, you know, Jelani Watkins, a, a wide receiver from Texas, is another guy you can certainly throw into that mix as well. Um, you know, uh, you know Certainly, Ori Williams with the with the commitment mm-hmm. today, I think, was just a, a really, really nice job here of capping things off with him. Um, and, and, you know, I just I, I think that the, the biggest thing that they did was, you know, kind of cement themselves in terms of the 2025 and 2026 guys as well, making those pitches to those players. Um, you know, Bryce Underwood. I mean, a lot of these guys stayed in, well into Saturday, Sunday. I mean, Colin yeah. Simmons and Caden Durham, I believe, didn't leave until Sunday um at at different times and so to get those guys on campus for multiple days to have you know a bunch of time with their families where they can continue chatting up with the coaching staff with the players um you know it's it's a big deal and i think lsu can kind of feel really good about itself here as the the recruiting dead period kind of takes over for most of august and uh then you know reach out and and try to get some of these guys solidified here uh into the fall but uh, they, they, they've done a really nice job so far, and I think they sit in about as good a position as you could hope for for a lot of these uh, uncommitted 2024 guys that they're pursuing. Yeah, wrapping it up with obviously talking about that Ori Williams we talked about. He committed today. Uh, took official visits to A&M, Florida, and Oklahoma State. Um, and a second unofficial to A&M, but obviously enough for the Tigers to kind of pull him. They needed it on that offensive front, continuing to add to the mix and a good pickup there for LSU. But like you mentioned, a run not over that a lot of folks are thinking around the program that could be very exciting to monitor. And that's a good reason for you to head on over to 24-7. Make sure you get that subscription. I still think we got a good deal going on where you get the first month for a dollar. Look, that's 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 a steal. Go ahead and take care of it. Get some great information in on uh, the football got another program. One, another really good one coming up next week, and won't spoil mm-hmm. it. But just stay tuned for next week too. There's a lot of really good deals coming up on just how you can save money on the site and join a really great community. So uh, we we'd love to have anybody and everybody that wants to join. 
Oh, yeah. You can't miss it. And obviously, Glenn, we're getting ready to start fall camp, uh, too, as well, which I know is a lot of fun. It's uh, almost in full swing here. So for Glenn West, my name is Bryce Coon. A quick little reaction pod talking about the commitment of Ori Williams. LSU adds to the class, and they may not be done just yet. We thank you so much for tuning in on another episode of the Go 24-7 podcast.